0: Welcome to Woke and Wired, a new conversation about expanded consciousness and entrepreneurship. Hey guys, welcome back to Woke and Wired, the first podcast, at least that I know of, where we talk about conscious entrepreneurship, social media, and spirituality in the digital age all in one conversation. If you follow Breakfast Criminals, one of my businesses on Instagram, you probably have seen me post about Dr. Will Cole. It was his quote that got so much traction that said, you can't heal a body you hate, that I posted after interviewing him, and you guys just loved it. You took it, and you ran with it, and you were inspired by it, and I am stoked to share this conversation with you because this is not your regular conversation with a doctor. Dr. Will Cole is a leading functional medicine expert who consults people around the world and locally in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He specializes in clinically investigating underlying factors of chronic disease and customizing health programs for thyroid issues autoimmune conditions, hormonal dysfunctions, digestive orders, and brain problems. He is named one of the top 50 functional medicine and integrated doctors in the nation and is a health expert you may have seen on Mind, Body, Green and the Goop podcast. No big deal. Dr. Cole is the author of the book, Ketotarian, in which he melds the powerful benefits of a ketogenic diet with a plant-based one. So, We talk about so much more than health and well-being in this podcast, and you really will get a glimpse into the business behind being a functional medicine doctor. We talk about intermittent fasting, and Dr. Cole really explains his view on that. We talk about how judgment and gratitude are very important pieces of health. And he shares his business key for being successful and being so public and getting so much press and publishing a book that's literally everywhere right now. If you don't have the book yet, I highly recommend you check it out. I'm going to link it in the show notes. So go to WokenWire.com to see all the show notes, to pin all the quotes to your Pinterest. This is a super rich and fun and informative episode where you're going to learn a ton, and that's going to range from business mindsets and tactics and tools to practical wellness advice of things that you can start implementing right away to be your most radiant self this year. And if you are moved and inspired by this podcast, please take a screenshot of you listening to it and post it on Instagram and tag at wokenwired. I love seeing your takeaways. I love seeing you listen to it. I love seeing the views you see while you're listening to it on a run or on a commute. So say hi, drop in, and definitely take a moment to leave a review to this show if you are enjoying it. And check the previous episodes. There's a lot of gold that we have shared over the few months that this podcast has been running. And if you're brand new here, my name is Ksenia. And I'm your host, and I'm the founder of Breakfast Criminals, a platform about starting your day right that is disrupting your mornings with criminally delicious breakfasts and rituals. And I'm also a public speaker who travels the world on a mission to empower people to express themselves fully, authentically, and create a big impact and wild success and financial freedom using social media and storytelling. And all of that is fueled by my own quest to feel aligned, to feel deeply guided and connected and to feel magnetic and clear in my own personal inner world. Because I'm a big believer that whatever is happening on the inside is going to be reflected on the outside. So. This podcast is here to inspire you to step into that alignment and to find your own woke way in this wired world. Guys, I'm so excited to be here with Dr. Well. It's 7 a.m. in L.A., right?
1: I'm actually in Pittsburgh right now. You're in Pittsburgh? Yeah. I go to L.A. a lot, but I'm ba- actually based in Pittsburgh. But it's funny that you say that because most people think I'm in L.A., I'm just there for like work things and then I, but I see patients virtually. So I really could be anywhere, but I am based in Pittsburgh.
0: All right. So we're almost neighbors.
1: Yes. We're almost neighbors because you're in New York.
0: I'm in New York. It's so funny how looking at your Instagram feed, you totally get the impression that you're there with all the celebrities and hanging out with Gwyneth in LA.
1: I, I go in for on the uh, long weekend and then come back. So I, see, I still see patients during the week, and I'm based. My family's here. So, yeah. Okay. All
0: right. Now we're clear on that. First myth busted. Yeah. <laughs> Second myth. Well, not myth. So what I like to do is I'm going to read out your Instagram bio, because sure. in this world, our bios are everything to some of us, a lot to others. So I'm just going to read that out loud and you're going to explain to me what it is that you actually do. Sound good? Sure. So at Dr. Will Cole, public figure, leader in functional medicine, hashtag functional medicine for people around the world. A lot of emojis. There's a lemon, there's a peach, there's an avo, at mindbodygreen, at goop, author of hashtag ketotarian and next level
1: healthy goodness. Yes. So explain to me the peach and lemon first, and then the other Yes, stuff. I love this interview already. This is going to be so much fun. Mm-hmm. Everyone asks me the same questions every time. <laughs> this is so much better. Uh, this is great. So I use those for, it, there's all meaning behind all of that. So I, basically, I think what my ethos is as far as it is as a ketotarian and being a eating a plant-based ketogenic life, which I'm not a ketogenic doctor in that way. But my heart right now beyond my patients, second to my patients is this book that I put a lot of my heart and passion into, which is Ketotarian. So visually, I think for people to kind of understand what it is, I use the fruits, lemons, and avocados. And I use the peace sign, actually, like the finger of peace sign, to just show, I think, the ethos of what I was trying to convey in Ketotarian is this idea of food, peace, and Loving your body enough to nourish it with good foods, and bringing two seemingly diametrically opposed worlds—the plant-based world and the ketogenic world—together. And how can we really feel great using great food medicine? So that's all of that is what my intention was behind the, the silly little emojis on on mm-hmm. Instagram. And the peach was just separate than that because it's on the line with the functional medicine, just to show. I think the uh, a, a functional medicine for me, it's really this colorful, holistic approach to to wellness. And that to me just suited it well.
0: I love it. It's so funny. You look at people's bios and you see all the things, but you never know what it really means.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And there's a lot of thought that you put into it yeah. and seeing how it all comes together. I think in today's world, our social media presence really is that kind of like um, we get to create our own avatar. And define what's most important to us. And it's so interesting to me as someone who does social media strategy professionally to see how it comes out and how people present themselves and and hear the stories behind the why.
1: Yes, I agree.
0: So what is it that you actually wake up and do every day besides your cute dogs that we saw on your Breakfast Cromwell's takeover?
1: <laughs> my little golden doodles. My they're not so little though. I am a functional medicine practitioner, so I see patients around the world via my virtual functional medicine practice. So I primarily have my standing desk in my office and I consult people around the world about their health issues and their health journey. And it's really this sacred journey that I I get to be on with people of all different walks and jobs and lives and health issues of really getting to the root cause of why they're going through things like autoimmune problems or brain issues like anxiety or depression or brain fog, or people with digestive issues, people with hormonal problems like thyroid issues or adrenal fatigue issues. So I get to be a part of all of that. And it's it's really what I live and breathe and what I spend my work week, why I'm Doing what I'm doing is really just to convey that to people around the world and educate them about functional medicine. But yeah, that's what I do.
0: So that's just one piece of it, right? Because looking at your stunning website, you also have products, you have online courses, you're very active on social media. How do you actually split the time between all the things that you do and running the business behind doing what you love?
1: Great question. So the products on... The website are for people that are at a different part of their journey. I think maybe they aren't ready for a functional medicine doctor. Maybe they don't want to have labs ran. Maybe they don't want to really be that formal on that level, but they want to learn. They want to make positive changes in their own life, or they want to just, they're just still kind of searching. And that's where the video classes come into play, where we have. We have an autoimmune inflammation spectrum video class. We have a just a general healing your hormones, brain and gut, sort of a functional medicine approach for these issues. And then our newest one is a master class for being a plant-based ketogenic eater and what that means and how to do it with the cooking demos and things like that. So those are really good without much commitment, just learning about functional medicine. And they're well produced and they look pretty and they're enjoyable to watch. I'm biased, but I think they <laughs> that's what I've heard from people too. And then same with the natural medicines we have on the site too. They are for I get questions all the time of people saying, well what would you take? Like what are your essentials? Or what would you I don't want a functional medicine doctor right now, but like what would you take on your own just generally? So that's why I created the collection, which is just these eight functional medicine Supplements, natural medicines that I think most people will benefit from. So, those that's the collection. And then I have also an oceanic adaptogen that I collaborated with Agent Natur. And Agent Natur is really one of the best natural deodorant and skincare beauty lines out there. They're based in Los Angeles. And they asked to, from if I could d- develop and design their adaptogen, which is a blend of holy basil and spirulina and marine collagen and pearl, all these really good superfoods. Um, and that's called Holy Youth. So those are basically what I have on the site. They're just things that I love. And they're things that I just did organically. And it really wasn't a necessarily a business thing in mind. It was just people asked me for the essentials. So I created the collection. People asked me to design an adaptogen for them. So I did that. And people asked me, Hey, I don't want a functional medicine. What do you do really? So I made the video classes to educate them on that. So that's those things, but there's a lot of free content online too, because I write a lot. So I'm writing all the time and I love writing. And that's really the how I think the virtual, cl- the virtual clinic started. It was just me writing what I love and educating people about it. And then people across the world are reading something that I wrote and then they want a functional medicine perspective on their case and not just read an article about it. So there's free things and there's also things that you buy too. And how do I do it? I just have to have a good time management. So I see patients all day, Monday, Wednesday and Thursday and and with a few breaks here and there obviously we're recording this uh, right now uh, during the work week and then on Tuesdays I have a mix of writing and meetings and creative stuff with the team and case development like program development for patients and Fridays I write Saturdays I write so it's really a full week where i i get to do what i love so it's time management and a great team honestly it's really a great team it's a small team but it's a really efficient very passionate team where i can expand what i can do because i can't be all things to all people all during the week when i'm seeing patients so they're able to craft posts or ideas for me and then i just go and i make the final say on everything but they're able to help me get content when i'm busy seeing patients
0: right i want to definitely jump more into your ninja delegation team management skills a little mm-hmm. bit later yeah but for them i need to know do you wear a blue robe when you stand at your standing desk
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what i do though i don't wear a blue robe but it's funny that i'll because so many are virtual, I will wear a dress shirt on top, like a comfy flannel dress shirt. And I wear like H&M sweatpants on. So <laughs> I'm, I don't have to be in dress pants. And any time, any day I can do that, I will do that. Because I prefer that sweatpants over men's dress pants.
0: Yes, so H&M sweatpants is like the male version of Lululemon Yoga Pants. Yeah. How you voice it.
1: Completely, yes.
0: Did you know that H&M has a recycling program?
1: I do, and I utilize it. I take bags for them all the time, yeah.
0: I know people who actually use it as a laundry service. So they just buy something, wear it, and then bring it back and buy something Interesting.
1: Yeah, it's great. They're doing a great thing as far as organic cotton and sustainability and recycling. I think they're a great company with, you know, obviously some things that probably aren't great, but really affordable clothing, too. That's
0: so fantastic because I studied fashion in grad school. And I remember back then, H&M and Zara were looked at as devils because they just didn't have the best practices, child labor and all the things, definitely no organic lines. And it's so amazing how now I haven't walked into H&M for years. And now it's just this completely different presence in the world.
1: Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, I agree. I've been shopping there for a long time. And I buy things online, though, too, which is nice.
0: Okay, I'm going to actually. I'm I have stopped buying things for the most part because now I rent things. There's this website, Rent the Runway, where mm-hmm. you can, if, if you're a woman or someone who wears female clothes, so mm-hmm. unfortunately, they don't have male clothing yet, but you can just rent anything. So I stopped buying things. You just rent four things at a time, you swap them as you want, you don't need to wash them. It's amazing.
1: Cool. I've heard of that before, but I don't buy that many clothes either anymore. Honestly, I think that. It's just like, ugh, I used to be like, need it more than like, I used to be interested in it more. Now I really don't care. I just need my H&M sweatpants. I'll be good. Okay.
0: So I'm drinking my ceremonial cacao right now, which I have my own blend of. And I am actually trying to reduce sugar or take it out completely. And I put monk fruit in it and some lucuma and other adaptogens. I was inspired by reading your article on adaptogens right before this. And I'm curious, what are you drinking first thing in the morning?
1: I am, I intermittent fast in the morning. So I will typically have, and I am having right now, Earl Grey tea. So Earl Grey tea is black tea with bergamot in it. And sometimes they put lavender in it. But bergamot mainly is is in a, a citrus fruit from Calabria in Italy. And it's been shown to enhance autophagy or cellular recycling repair mechanisms in the body. And intermittent fasting does that too. So nine times out of 10, I'm intermittent fasting in the morning with Earl Grey tea.
0: So interesting. Bring back the Earl Grey.
1: I yes, I know, right? It's it. the, the understated tea. I love it. So no coffee? No, I have coffee too. I drink coffee. So I, I yeah, I'm, I'm not against coffee at all. And there are definitely mornings where I have that as well.
0: Any matcha in your life?
1: Absolutely. I, you'd probably not good to call yourself aficionado. It seems kind of you know, narcissistic, but I I consider myself a tea aficionado, and humbly so. And I I love it. I'll have all things tea. I I love them. I have um matcha. I have all different types of green tea. I love yerba mate tea. I love different types of black tea. I typically I don't necessarily gravitate towards herbal tea as a general rule, but I, I definitely love different types of true teas, yerba mate tea. So yeah, for sure.
0: Do you have favorite places where you source those things, or favorite brands that you go to?
1: No, I, what I'll do is I'll typically go to Whole Foods, and the tea aisle is so much fun for me. Like I'll I just try different brands out and try. I try to go for organic when I can, and but then sometimes I just the basic, like the cheapest, like generic Whole Foods brand, like the three sixty five tea it's organic i'll just get that like i don't need something fancy really from a day-to-day standpoint so i'll get their organic green tea or black tea Uh, so i'm not a brand snob in that way i i think that there are some really great innovative brands out there and friends of mine have developed something called peak tea p-i-q-u-e have you heard of them before
0: yeah i actually worked with them years ago and they're coming out with their new super fancy matcha like this week
1: yeah Oh, cool. I'm glad you know them. So Simon Chang, who owns the company, and everybody at that company is amazing. And they're just, I love peak tea because of the simplicity of it when I'm at work. So literally, they're these little crystallized tea, that you pour in water and it's amazing cuz i don't have to brew it it's really fast and you get still the antioxidant levels and it tastes exactly the same i love the simplicity of peak tea and i've no like i'm not connected to them in that way other than they're a great brand and they're lovely people and so that's that's one way I, that i do get mainly i'm getting my tea that way when i'm working
0: right i actually spoke with Simon via email for years and then i ran into him at a wellness event here in new york And we just ended up talking about Qigong and energy practices for like an hour. We like didn't talk about
1: products, business, nothing. That sounds like Simon. Yeah, I love that. He's so wealth of knowledge in Qigong and meditation and tea. And he has so many ideas. I just, I love that guy.
0: Agreed. So guys, we're recording this in October and it's probably going to air in January. So some of the things we're talking about might be old news, but most things are still very much applicable. So listen on. Anyway, so, well, with all the things that you do, what which ones are making you feel most woke right now?
1: Not to sound redundant, but I, I love intermittent fasting because it does make me feel physically woke. I, the mechanisms, because I'm a, a nerd and functional medicine is kind of my jam, but uh, intermittent fasting increases brain-derived neurotrophic factor, BDNF, which helps to make new neurons, and that's so does ketosis, which... Intermittent fasting enhances ketosis, so I'm fascinated by that and what my brain can get um, from that standpoint. And for someone that that had struggled in the past with adrenal fatigue or HPA axis issues, as it's technically called, these brain adrenal axis issues, I love ways to naturally enhance my brain function and energy levels. So that's really the heart of a lot of the research that went into ketotarian. and metaphysically woke, like spiritually woke, it would be just being in alignment with creation and God and just all the things that's unfolding. And I think in our day and age, I think is really exciting to be a part of. And for me, being in alignment with that and what has to happen in my own life, in my own journey and the impact that I'm having on people via seeing them on a functional medicine level, but maybe it's just listening to a podcast or reading an article that I wrote. I'm just so immensely grateful and humbled to be a part of this and have this be my life. I just, I'm super privileged and excited about the the impact that we're having in the wellness world right now. And I, you know, it's, it's funny that I walk I walked around Expo West last, the beginning of of 2018, and I was like, "Whoa, this is an amazing – the wellness world's exploding and these corporations are trying to find ways to tap into the consumer because the consumer is became, becoming elevated and wanting better choices. And it's uh, the ripple effect that we're having in the world right now is profoundly far-reaching and powerful. And I, I'm just super – that's making me woke on a deeper spiritual level for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. So you speak about alignment. Tell me about some maybe practices or things or trainings that you do to feel that way.
1: A lot of what I do is very simple and very practical, and it is with. And it's funny we talk about Simon Chang and P. Like he talking to him, I think is he's given me some tips. But a lot of it is actually with uh, Eckhart Tolle's work and teachings. And he wrote The Power of Now and A New Earth and. I do just mindfulness breathing throughout the day. It's not like a, I get up at this time and I do this. I just try to live it and breathe it and I let it be a natural state that I'm practicing on an ongoing basis. So I just bring my attention to my breath. I have, I do what he refers to as inner body awareness, which is just feeling the aliveness in your body, anything to anchor you and root you in the present moment. Cause I think from there will flow what has to happen What in that present moment. And just being a vessel, I think, for creativity and the light or whatever you want to call it, I think in this world, the good force of in the world or what I call God, I think has to happen in the present moment. And I think that anything you can do to realign yourself to the present moment, I think that's where good things can happen or right action has to happen even if something's not you know, super positive, you can still make the best, most conscious decision if you're focused in the present moment and not worried about the future or obsessing about the past of things you can't change. So that's what I do. Breathing and mindfulness, bringing my attention awareness to my breath, inner body awareness. So those are the two main things.
0: Right. I am taking so many notes in my head because I'm like, this is a person who dedicated his life to functional medicine. He knows so much. Everything the way he does, I can trust, I can do. You know, I'm like, I want his Earl Grey tea and I want his H&M pants. (laughs) If Will is doing it, I need to be doing it. (laughs) So, you know, you're talking about this connection to something bigger, God, divine, source, alignment. And I'm curious to see in your experience, you personally being aligned in that way, how does that reflect on your business and what is the relationship between the two?
1: Wow, this is a great question. So I I don't feel like if you don't have alignment with something greater than yourself, if you don't have, are really in your lane of where you feel like your life's purpose is, I feel like it's just fleeting. I feel like it's just flimsy and meaningless. Even if you have the whole world, as the Bible says, you can gain the whole world that yet lose your soul, what is it worth? So I want the great things to come from me and however I can be used to make a positive impact in the people around me. I want it to be a part of something greater than me and done for the sake of caring for another person and not just for someone's gain. So that's really my focus in my life. I, st- I mean, I'll just show you, like tell you, what this means to me like my day when i start off and i get to my office with my team we start the day off going over the schedule for the day and literally just saying how can we be there for be there for that person where they're at and we honestly pray in the morning and meditate in the morning of how we can be of service to these people. And that's how we start day off. And then we go over the practical logistical, like their labs and their clinical data and all that stuff. But before all of that, it's like, how can I be meet them where they're at? Because we're realizing we're, we realize we go, we're, they're going through some heavy stuff. Many of our patients are. And we don't want to just add to their pile of doctors or labs or things that they've tried. But we really want to say, how can we be there for them in the way that they need that. So that is a sacred responsibility that I have and my team has. So that's how we how we start a day off. So that's really for me the engine, the fire that fuels my day in my practice and what I do business-wise and where my heart is.
0: I love it. And in terms of your team, how did you go from being a doctor to learning you know, the ins and out of business of managing a team, what was your journey with that?
1: Yeah. So it's, my clinic manager has been with me since the beginning. She's been with me for over 10 years now. And she's one of my best friends, like very highly trusted human being. And my team has grown over the years, but at one point, 10, 11 years ago, it was just her and I managing the clinic. And now through need, just, it's just too much work for two people it's now six people at this point plus web person too so really seven people but yeah it's it's still a small team relatively but we're working over 40 50 hours a week to really get patients the best care and obviously the other projects too with the other things on the website and the book being out too everybody's kind of manning their own their own area within the larger Uh, clinic.
0: So with all of that, what role has social media played in you becoming more visible and getting your book out there and everything you're doing in the world?
1: It's really powerful, isn't it? It's just, it's amazing to me. When I look through like the tag, like the, just the other day I was looking at hashtag ketotarian and looking at all the pictures of people just taking pictures of the recipes in my book. It's I I didn't even think to really look at it that often. But I'm amazed at at what that has done. There's like 1800 2000 some pictures of meals that people are taking. It's amazing. And the book's just out. It's new. So that's powerful The ripple effect of that. But also, me seeing patients again, like I said, ninety percent of my patients are see are on webcam or virtual clinic, so the social media plays a major role in that because a lot of people find us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter because they're searching. My patients are very well read very well educated on health they are had to be their own doctors in many ways, their own health advocates because the mainstream model of care has really have failed them to varying degrees and they're looking for answers. So the social media is that, that connection that I have with my patients too, in many ways. So it's on all levels. It's hugely, hugely powerful tool for me to reach people and for people to reach me.
0: What's the best thing that has happened to you through social media?
1: I, I don't think you can compete with helping somebody on their health journey it's just you can't compete with that so everything's going to pale in comparison when you get somebody that's really struggling that's just looking through social media like maybe they're having a bad day and then they find something that i do in functional medicine and then you now i'll tell you a specific thing just to be specific and not over general there was a girl that was really going through a lot of health problems. She saw us on social media, and she went, and this shows you the power of social media, she went on my website, she saw one of the testimonial, like people sharing their health journey story, and she saw her name. We didn't even use this girl's last name. She somehow found her on social media, and then reached out to her and said, hey, like, wh- what was your experience? Like beyond the testimonial that I read, like, what was your story? And she, I think she just wanted to see if she was a real person or not. <laughs> and people are using fake testimonials and we don't right. do that. So she was a real person and they were across the country from each other. They became friends and now she's a patient of mine, but she like reached out to another patient through social media. So that's the world that we're living in today. This is how people are seeing doctors and getting healthy and getting support systems. It's really cool. That's
0: amazing. That's so cool. So it's so cool. Honestly, I, I just love learning about it. And for me personally, ketotarian, also resonates a lot because I started Breakfast Criminals when I watched a bunch of food documentaries like Food Matters. I learned who David Avocado Wolf is. I learned about the pharmaceutical industry and the animal production, like all the BS that happens in that world. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to really review and and look deeply into what am I eating? What am I thinking? And both food and the mind body connection. So my mind was blown and I immediately overnight became vegan, started eating a lot of smoothie bowls, a lot of fruit in the middle of New York winter. And then my body was like, Oh no girl, no, that doesn't work for you. Stop eating cold smoothie bowls all winter long. (laughs) And so that's when I, and also I started breaking out. That's like my life journey. My skin really indicates where I'm at with my health and, and brings me back to to reevaluating and reassessing what's working, what's not working. So nothing was working and I stopped being vegan. And now I pretty much subscribe to Keto And I guess you could say that because I eat mostly plants and vegetables and things like that, and sometimes wild caught fish or really well-sourced meat. So for me personally, I, I just love that that book is coming into the picture because... The world used to be so black and white. You're either vegan or you're paleo or you're keto, and everyone's so passionate about their ways. And for someone who's not a doctor or a trained nutritionist like myself, you just hear all these things and you're like, oh my gosh, who do I believe? So, you know, before being ketotarian, I am, and above that, I am intuitarian. So I just let my body choose what works and what doesn't work. And with ketotarian, I'm curious. How did the name come to you? How Was there like a moment in time when you were like, oh, this is it?
1: Yeah. it's Ketotarian was really born out of my own health journey. And what you, hearing you and what you've gone through was very similar to what I went through. I was a vegan for 10 years. It evolved, and this is all in the book, but basically it evolved to where it is today. And now that coincided with me seeing patients and seeing all of like thousands of people around the world and what works and what doesn't work for them. So that also evolved how I did my own life too, just seeing other people's journeys. So the name specifically, like most random weird things happen for me is on when I'm about to go to sleep, or I'm waking up and I'm like half awake. Mm. And I'll get these random like streams of thought that I have to like go and write down like either on my iPhone in the notepad, or I'll email my email myself in Gmail and save it. It just saves as a draft. And that's honestly how I write a lot of my articles is a Gmail draft. <laughs> my, oh my team gosh. thinks I'm so weird.
0: I thought I'm the only one.
1: Oh, I'm glad that I'm not the only one. I have I can... like thousands of Gmail drafts. That's yeah. so cool. I've written articles like that for a long time. And it's never failed me. <laughs> <It> never <laughs> failed me. So that's typically what it is what it is. And Ketotarian was one of those, I think it was a Gmail draft of um, me just like, cause you can just pull it up, write it and then close. And it says saved as draft. And that's what it, where it happened. So the, the practice of eating this way happened before the name, but I really thought it was symbolic of this movement that I wanted to convey beyond food are really like how can you find inner balance, inner peace, and how can you bring two seemingly opposite worlds together for your own health and wellness beyond foods and being obsessed about healthy foods, but really how can you love your body enough to nourish it with good foods? and that's really the ethos of ketotarian is this complete balance so it's a play on words and someone said, said to me recently you created a like a celebrity couple name with ketotarian so it's like brangelina for wellness <laughs> yes. uh, but yeah
0: so i'm just personally admire that you're doing that because i remember at one of the mind body green revitalized summits i think it was 3 years ago or 2 years ago
1: i'm not sure if you were there I keep going back. And I've been to them. all Revitalizes. I got oh a gosh, Cactus Award. What? Were you there for my Cactus Award? No. You must have been like getting massaged or something like that. But
0: <laughs> That's what I find fascinating. So yeah. This was my third year, and yet I just met you this that's This That's
1: so funny. Yeah, I've been to everyone. I got a Cactus Award. I don't need a pat on my back, but I did get a Cactus Award. Wow, so
0: all right. Cool. Congrats. So that's, <laughs> that's so cool. So <laughs> I'm bringing this up because I remember a couple of years ago there were there was this panel with a vegan and a non-vegan doctor on stage, both highly acclaimed and recognized doctors. And they almost got into a fight yeah. about meat versus vegan. And so yeah. it sounds like you are creating a bridge and a pathway for both ways to coexist and mm-hmm. open people's minds. And that's just amazing.
1: Yeah, I remember that. You're right. It is. It's true. It's sort of tribalism that's happening in the food world It's just so not my vibe at all. And I think it shouldn't, it's just not my journey. I think for other people, that's great. I think it was Garth Davis, great guy, friend of mine, brilliant human being. And then I think it was Dave Asprey on the other side. To me, it's like, those are great guys, but it's like, it's just not my mission. And Garth, it's funny that Garth, even to this day, like if I say something super positive about just like loving people and bringing people together, he'll comment on one of my pictures on social media and say like, I needed to be reminded of that. So even the guy that like loves to debate people is like, it's, you can't be on that sympathetic fight or flight all day long. It's not good for your health. Like you're not going to change people's opinions that way. In my opinion, it's like you just, how can you just come together and then through your own vibe of living a good, authentic, healthy life. That's what changes people's minds. It's like, whoa, well, I want to be like that, not through preaching, but this, just through being just a good person, I think is how you really change hearts and minds.
0: Right. Not through convincing, but through being present for people and loving them where they're at. Yeah. So for sure. me, after hearing you say this, I'm super clear on why what you're doing is taking off the way it's taking off. But I'm curious to know, from your perspective, you know, in the past few months, I've seen you on the Goop podcast, Doctor Axe, who whose website I read probably every day, featured your book and you. How? Wh- what do you think were some things you did that led you to getting that kind of
1: exposure and, and the word being spread so far? It's interesting because I can look at the um, like the one percent reason and maybe it was like, oh, this this is a reason or that. But I really don't think it's anything like that. I just think for me, and I hope this resonates with people without sounding too uh, general or like cliched, but it's just really me being in my own lane, my head to the ground, my head is focused on what I'm doing. I just am trying to do the right thing. And I think out of that, and I would just say consistency So I'm showing up even when I don't feel like showing up. I'm showing up to work and writing when I don't feel like writing. I see patients when I don't feel like seeing patients when I'm tired or I'd rather like just hang out with my kids or my golden doodles. And (laughs) I just show up and there's just no, like, I think in 11 years, I've never missed a day of work ever. I will show up if I have a cold, I will show up if I have the flu, (laughs) I, I would just show up. And I think that that is a lot of it is just consistency more than anything else. And it's just staying in my own lane. And I think from that, good things will flow. So when
0: you say staying in your own lane, what comes up for me is comparison. Mm -hmm. It's so easy, you know, there's a lot of functional medicine doctors, there's a lot of wellness bloggers, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of podcasters, there's like so many people doing everything. And so it's easy to get overwhelmed. And for me personally, I see someone releasing a course and I'm like, why didn't I release this course? And I don't put anything out there unless it's a hundred percent like aligned and true and almost to a fault. Like I've held back on releasing things that I know would help people because I need to make sure that they're tested, they're trusted and they work. So is that part of what you're talking about? Like not looking at what other people are doing and just do focus on your alignment and focus on helping people and bringing value?
1: Absolutely. Because I think comparison is, uh, is toxic. It really is toxic. It's one thing to be inspired by somebody else and but that's the extent of what it should be. If it's positive and ex- inspires you, it's like, whoa, like that's exciting. Because I don't think creativity happens in a vacuum. Good ideas doesn't don't happen in a vacuum normally. You're normally inspired by something, and you are somehow that's it's kind of telling you how, how can you put your own spin on it or. How, how can that inspire something else you were working on that's completely unrelated, but you're still inspired by that? That's one thing. But I feel like more oftentimes than not, people are not just inspired by something. It may have started out with inspiration, but it's this comparison, this envy, this insecurity, this anxiety about you're missing out or you're not doing enough or what's wrong with you. You cannot, like you mentioned, like Josh Axe, he's he's a friend of mine, he's a colleague of mine. I'm not trying to be Josh Axe. I'm not trying to compare myself to him. I'm doing my own thing. I love him. He's doing his own thing. And that same way with the lovely people at Goop, I, I could you know look at them and say, hey, look, I look at all the stuff they're doing. Why am I not doing that? Uh, I'm not them. And uh, but we're doing similar things and we can collaborate on certain stuff, but I have to be me and, and we're all different and someone else's lane may not look like mine. So a lot of times people ask me like, well, like I'll have other doctors want to come in and me to teach them all the stuff that I'm doing. I don't have time to do that, first of all, with seeing patients. But B, like in the doctor world, they have a lot of these training programs of like do X, Y, and Z and it'll get you here and just to have a successful practice. And to me, it's like that doesn't really work. It maybe works from a practical, logistical, like business side, like just basic structure of the business may work, but you're not going to replicate someone else's lane. You're just not going to. And you look at like someone like Tony Robbins, or I was always, how many people does Tony Robbins inspire that end up being another Tony Robbins? Right. I mean, you cannot be somebody else. You can get inspired, but then I feel when I go to things like that, I normally feel like just icky inside. I don't want to be them. I don't want to it's just not good. It's not healthy. So I think that you need to, as long as you're having a healthy relationship, be inspired by other people. We don't live, you know, in a vacuum. But ultimately to me, for me, it's just staying in my own lane was exactly what you said. It's just staying focused on what I'm doing. And honestly, I don't look at very many things that other people are doing in my field because I don't want to be distracted off what I'm doing.
0: So brilliant. I think I need to unfollow everyone who does similar thing to me and just like follow people who post ASMR. I just learned about ASMR. Do you know about ASMR?
1: No, I don't.
0: Oh my gosh. It's crazy. So it's something, something automated response. I'm not going to try to remember this because I don't, but it's these videos on YouTube of people speaking softly into the microphone like this and making different repetitive sounds And what does what it does to you when you're watching it is also personal attention. So it's like they're speaking to you. So there's people like pretending they're giving you a head massage or a haircut or tucking you into bed and you actually feel like it's happening to you as you're watching the video. And there's this response that happens in your body to this like tingling sensation that goes up your spine. And it feels like you're being magnetized and hypnotized. It's the most trippy thing. Some of those videos have like 12 million views. Oh my
1: goodness. What is it again? What is A-S-M-R. that?
0: ASMR.
1: ASMR. I'm going to look that up. That's very so cool. So
0: my intern told me about this and I was like, how did I not know about this? So there's different categories of it. One of them is people chewing. Apparently other some people like watching other people chew. I don't understand why, but there's ones that are just so cool and crazy and kind of creepy in a way. But I'm just fascinated by it. So let me know what you think once you look it up from a doctor's perspective. Is it good or bad? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so we've talked about the H&M pants and your business and being aligned. What about, we've like touched on how do you came up with Keteritarian, but for those listening who are not yet sure, haven't read the book, which I hope everyone does pick up the book after listening to this podcast, can you explain how people couldn't, can get inspired by it and incorporate that way of living into their lives?
1: Sure. So ketotarian is really the alchemy between the best of being plant-based and the best of being ketogenic. So I saw kind of the potential pitfalls between both conventional way of being plant-based and being the ketogenic diet. And all you have to do is look at hashtag plant-based or vegan or hashtag vegetarian, hashtag keto, hashtag ketogenic. And you'll see the general way that it's conventionally done and i didn't want to on one side depend on tons of meat bacon and cheese and vats of dairy and and be high fat low carb at all steaks just to be keto and i didn't want to depend on tons of grains and sh- fruit sugar on the other on the plant and the like the lectins and phytates and the so much carbohydrates on the other side so i needed really to recalibrate both worlds which is what ketotarian really is of how can we harness the benefits of both ways of eating and amplify their benefits here. Because a lot of them, when you do them correctly, they have a lot of similar benefits. Like ketosis is a wonderful way to be. It's a shifting your body to being a fat burner, it, but it's allowing your body to naturally produce the ketone beta hydroxybutyrate or BHB. And BHB is good from a metabolic standpoint, but it's also good for your brain. It drives down inflammation. It's a what they call an epigenetic modulator. It balances cool things in your biochemistry like inflammation, which is the commonality between just about every health problem that we see today. So it attenuates pro-inflammatory cytokines like NF-kappa B. It increases pro-antioxidant pathways like NRF2. But then you look at the best of the plant-based lowers inflammation levels to it, but it also feeds a healthy gut microbiome, which is 75% of the immune system because our gut bacteria eat plant fibers. So let's kind of amplify and really the amalgamation of both really is what ketotarian is. So it's a book, but so half of the book is... Science and practical application and like all the, the core of why we're doing what we're doing, the benefits of both ways of eating. And then the other half of the book is like 81 different plant based keto recipes. There's half of the 81 are vegan keto recipes. And then there's vegetarian ketos. So we bring in wild, like pasture raised eggs, organic eggs, and we bring in grass fed ghee or clarified butter and then pescatarian keto. There's a pescatarian keto section too with wild caught fish. What I call in the book is vegetarian, another and other play on words there, um, but basically page. it's this plant centric ketogenic approach, but now you can go on, you know, Instagram and look at hashtag ketotarian and see people's own inspired variations of this as well.
0: Do you have a personal favorite recipe in the book?
1: Yeah, I do. It's the pesto zoodle bowl. It's like super yummy, has olive oil dressing. It's just like having like really yummy pesto pasta, but it's made with zucchini noodles. I think that's one of my favorites. But I also love the egg avocado, which is the cover of Keto it's just this avocado with the egg in the middle. And to me, it like is an iconic uh, summarization, I think, of being plant-based, but also this keto approach, this vegetarian keto look. But it tastes amazing though, too. And you uh, said pick one, but I also like the avocado fries. <laughs> and I added the avocado fries from Revitalize. Like I, oh, I put it in the book because the of Revitalize.
0: That's why I come to Revitalize every year. And I told me, Jason.
1: Me too. <laughs> me too. I, I had at Revitalize, I had the avocado fries, and I'm like, I need to add this into the freaking book because this is so amazing so yeah it was like this chipotle mayo avocado fries that's it's hands down my favorite snack in ketotarian so were you able to
0: replicate the revitalized recipe pretty well
1: yeah i didn't oh. even ask the ritz-carlton how to make it i just <laughs> did it on our own and it, it tastes amazing what flour did you use it's almond flour
0: yeah okay definitely looking into that so I actually just signed up for this, um, CS it's not the CSA, it's just like a farm delivery called farm to people. And I got these eggs last night delivered. I'm going to make the cover of your book today.
1: Yes. Sure. Take a picture of it. Please show me on tag me in it. It'll be cool.
0: Done. I'm just going to make sure I have the perfectly ripe avocado. Cause we know how that goes and perfectly yes. green. Anyway, so recipes are amazing, but at the same time, with functional medicine and what you do, mindset is such a huge part of health. What are some things that you've seen maybe in your patients and your own experience, mindsets that we can all adopt to feel more vibrant and healthy and aligned?
1: Sure. This is really important to me because I don't think that there's any one way of eating that It will be sustainable if you don't have a healthy relationship with yourself and healthy relationship with who you are on the inside, healthy relationship with your body, healthy relationship with your food. I see so much dysfunctional relationships with people's selves, bodies and food that is polluting everything that they do. And you, like I say in the book, is you cannot heal a body you hate and you cannot heal a self that you hate. And if there's all of that going on, what does it matter? You can eat the best healthy foods. You can get the best, your macronutrient, plant-based keto macronutrients on point, but still feel lousy. uh, It's still going to just be a piece of the puzzle. But so much of the puzzle is our mindset, our relationship we have with the present moment, really. Is when it comes down to it. And I think, that, I think that true sustainable wellness and true sustainable, not just physical wellness, but life wellness flows from realizing your intrinsic worth. And I think if you realize, hey, you're a, a valuable creation, you are a Tesla instead of this old junker car, how would that, if you realize you were a Tesla, how would that impact the foods you eat? Or the, what you, how you spend your day? How would that impact the, the thoughts you have about yourself? Because the people that own Teslas are parking their car at the end of the parking lot and that are taking really good care of it. They're not running into things and banging it up. But people so much of the time see themselves as the old used car. And they're not, there's no self-respect there. And self-care is a form of self-respect. And I think people need to realize that. So to me, I think that's the genesis of all the healthy food and the healthy movement and healthy everything that we do in life flows from a healthy self-respect for yourself.
0: So powerful. Yes. So how can we love our bodies a little more?
1: Giving yourself grace, I think. Giving yourself grace because a lot of times people are really hard on themselves and they just need to lighten up. They just need to realize that you we don't need to be so judgmental on ourselves because people are judgmental on other people but it's all most of the time it's because when you see someone judging somebody really harshly it's because they're really really judging themselves and they probably have done unconsciously for a long time so i would say just quit judging yourself so harshly just just say, how can i give myself some grace and lightness and there's not one pivotal action step i think that what that looks like but it's just when you're finding that you're giving yourself harshness or restriction or judgment or punishing your body in any way you need to check with you check with yourself and that's where the, the top of our conversation where we talked about breath awareness and inner body awareness that's important. Because if you're doing that, you're going to see, look, I'm not my thoughts. I'm not my emotions. I'm the observing awareness of those thoughts and emotions. Because I think a lot of times this dysfunctional relationship that people have with themselves, their body, and foods is because they are mistaking themselves for their thoughts and emotions. And that's not everything you think is the truth, not everything you feel is the truth and we need to take that captive and say well what is where is this coming from and really either let it pass through you as not you but just something that's come that comes from the your brain and a, a lot of the thoughts we have are repetitive and negative. I think the research shows like we have like ten thousand some thoughts a day and most of them are negative and repetitive. So I think that's where mindfulness is such a core aspect to all the stuff we're talking about.
0: So agreed. So I know I have to let you go in a couple of minutes to put on your flannel shirt and talk to your patients. But before I do, I have a couple of rapid fire questions. Sure. I actually just came up with them. I, they're never the same. Just the sure. things I'm like, I can't let Well go until I know these things about him. Okay, you ready? Yes, let's go. So what was your first screen name?
1: My first screen name was just Doc, or it was W Cole. How boring is that? <laughs> and I think the O was a zero.
0: Oh, that's cool. That's different. <laughs> what was your favorite computer game?
1: Um, Mario Brothers, I guess. Oh,
0: okay. What was the first social media platform you got on?
1: MySpace.
0: Ooh. Do you remember what your page was about? Or like what music you had on it?
1: It was Coldplay. It was a Coldplay song. I don't know what Coldplay song it was, but it was Coldplay.
0: I love Coldplay, Speed of Sound.
1: Yeah, they're amazing. If I could be a member of Coldplay, I would be.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're pretty close to Goop, and then you're not that far removed. Possible. Anything's possible. That's right. Did you have a webcam pic on your MySpace page? No. Okay um what is your favorite social media account and a favorite podcast right now
1: uh i would say instagram is that's how most people interact with me Mm -hmm. and my favorite podcast right now i love the podcast i'm on keto talk because i get to answer questions but one that i'm not on is i love slow burn have you heard of slow burn before no do i no, yes, you need to. There's two seasons. The first season, like I'm a current events, like history nerd. Uh, and the first season was Watergate scandal, like mm-hmm. trial. And the second one was the Clinton impeachment trial. And he goes through, it's through, I forget it, the name of it. It, it. Basically, it's this online magazine, but it's like there, or this is a... a part of that online magazine Slow Burn listen to it it's amazing he covers current like history that no one has heard about he goes through all the the archives and gets like audio interviews and interviews people it's fascinating
0: That's amazing okay writing that down what is your favorite Netflix show or movie to watch
1: I like watching Ken Burns documentaries they're on pbs which is not netflix but they're on netflix mm-hmm. so he has a vietnam war one and he also has the roosevelt one which is <laughs> i'm showing how nerdy i am but this is like what i love, love it. yeah ken burns <laughs> history documentaries
0: perfect all right so what is if everyone were to make just one lifestyle change to be more healthy and connected to themselves what would you recommend
1: well, I'm going to sound redundant, but I would say being have, making friends with the present moment, because I think, again, from there flows healthy action. So if I didn't say one, it would be that.
0: And buy Will's book. <laughs> I'm using ASMR now to hypnotize people to buy it.
1: I'm going to link it in the show notes. Thank you so much. Gosh, that keto Darien.
0: <laughs> All right. One last question is what is next for you? What's next for Dr. Will
1: Cole? Well, this lovely year of 2019, I am it's this will be the year of ketotarian. Even though it came out in 2018 at the end of 2018, 2019 how I see it will be the year of 2019. My publishers agree with me that that's what I want. Beyond seeing patients, which is my primary focus, my secondary focus will be the year of ketotarian 2019. So that's my focus. So exciting. Is there
0: anything else that you want to share that I didn't ask you about?
1: I think you asked. Can I just say this? I've been in on hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of podcasts over the years. This is hands down the best interview I've ever had. And I'm not just saying that because I've never said that before. So great job.
0: Thank you. Well, maybe Gwyneth should fire whoever's doing her podcast and hire me. What do you think? <laughs> Connect
1: it. Elise may be listening. Elise interviewed me. She's amazing, too. She's amazing, too. But this, the questions you ask are so fresh and innovative. <laughs>
0: Thanks. It's easy with you because you're just down for anything. Oh, thanks. Who knew that this would come out out of us meeting on a hike at Mind Body Green? And actually, yeah. before that, I found out about you through you doing a Mind Body Green takeover that I was doing as well.
1: Oh, yeah. I remember that. I think it was Evolution Fresh, wasn't right. it?
0: Yeah. It was this green juice campaign, and we both were doing the takeover showing our
1: lifestyle tips, whatever. Yeah, very cool. Well, hey, in the middle of the Arizona desert, this, right. this happened.
0: Anyway, I'm glad we took our virtual relationship to the next level. Found out that we're almost neighbors.
1: It's podcast official. It's
0: podcast official. And well, just thank you so much for being who you are, for inspiring me and all the listeners to stay in your lane, listen to your body, love your body. And I really hope that you guys are as inspired as I am to get the book and start implementing those principles and recipes into your life. All right. Awesome. Thanks so much. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your friends. Leave a review and find all the show notes on wokeandwired.com and connect with me on Instagram at wokeandwired. Stay woke, stay wired, and have an incredible day.